0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 93 of 15 with Randy and Heather. That's right, Randy and Heather. We're the only two available because it's an odd week. It is a Monday taping instead of Tuesday, which is just a mishmash of schedules that did not work this week. But be that as it may, welcome back to Art Fest 2018 here at the podcast, or as we like to call it, Lessons from Rembrandt. This is our final installment and last chance to take a quick look at who Rembrandt was. So last week, we took a little journey through little-known facts about our painter friend, and here are a few more that probably are a little less known and maybe not quite as verifiable. Early on, he signed most of his early work with his monogram, RHL. He married his art dealer's cousin, or possibly his niece, depending on who you believe, Saskia van Ullenberg. And according to Dutch painter Arnold Houbreken, Houbreken? not sure how to pronounce that, who wrote biographies on artists, including Rembrandt, he claimed that Rembrandt included his pet monkey, Puck, who died while in the process of completing a commissioned painting of a family, and the family hated it so much they demanded that it be removed, and they took away the commission. Although no painting has surfaced depicting this claim. But according to uh, Arnold this really happened. Um, And it also, uh, some people believe that he, uh, Rembrandt, may have been stereo blind, meaning that he was unable to fully see in 3D, which might lend to some of the creativity and difference in his paintings versus others. And finally, speaking of 3D, the most recent Rembrandt is available for viewing at www.nextrembrandt.com. It's worth a couple minutes of your time to find out uh, within the last five years the latest Rembrandt painting that has come out. So go to that website, Rembrandt, nextrembrandt.com. So Definitely,
1: that's a new one?
0: It's a new painting. You'll have to go to the website. Resurfaced,
1: and huh? Uh, not or really resurfaced. somebody just really- yeah. Said they were reverent.
0: Yes. And of course, that lovely voice you will recognize from previous fill-in episodes where I come to the end and say, there is no one else and I don't want to talk to everyone all by myself. So I encourage my lovely wife, Heather, (laughs) to come Uh, and join me with the podcast. Thank you for coming. Of course,
1: I can't say no.
0: Well, you probably could. But anyway... I won't. But you won't. That's nice. (laughs) This is the last of this series. It was just a a two-part series. And just a quick warning, I'm not sure what we're going to do next week for sure. We haven't decided that yet because coming up, here's a little announcement and a plug for Mrs. Cincomani. Tammy, this one's for you. It is church retreat. Yay! And even if you have not registered... I know that closed uh, actually today, but you won't hear this till Wednesday, so it's already closed. But if you would like to come and join the church family uh, at Camp Kalakwa for Saturday, The only thing we need you to do is go and get your meal tickets if you need meal tickets because they won't be selling meal tickets this year at camp. You have to get them prior to that weekend. So it's upcoming this weekend, so you don't want to miss it. If you just even come for the day, if you know, registration's closed, but definitely come and hang out and, you know, you don't want to miss the Saturday night program. It's the highlight of the weekend and you can still get meal tickets if you need them. Just email Tammy. T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org, and I'm sure she can work out those details with you. If that's not correct, sorry, Tammy. All right, this week, second one, the second lesson from Rembrandt, it was on replacing guilt, and this is one of the most often told stories in all of the Bible, so much so that the term prodigal son is really almost a secular term. And an understanding for uh, the black sheep, if you will, the wayward soul or the troublemaker of the family has become synonymous even outside of Christianity. And the fact that it is so well known by the prodigal son is evidence also of the fact that we love this, a story of redemption. Andy made a point to say that it's really a sad story of a younger son, a stranger in a foreign land, and the older son, a stranger in his own home and i and i guess that's the part that really maybe resonated with me the most simply because i think very often we love that redemptive story and we love the father seeing the son walking across the field and recognizing him from afar grab the ring grab the robe fat grab the fattened calf let's throw a party and he goes with open arms to welcome this son that has taken lost.
1: the lost son. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, and, and he's taken the inheritance and he he's blew taken it.
1: everything. He said, dad, I, I would rather be that you were dead.
0: Yeah. And I think that maybe and <laughs> may made a good point. I think that maybe most of us who might identify with yeah. that son, maybe don't, or maybe have not ever wished that our parents were dead, but. I found it interesting that Andy said that many of us can identify with the younger prodigal more quickly and easily, not because I disagree necessarily, but being a prodigal that has shared many things and more things in common with the prodigal in this parable, when I share my story, people often say things like, oh, I wish I had your story, or I feel like I've lived a sheltered life in the church and I've not lived some of the things that you've lived, or everyone loves a good conversion story or a backstory. Mine is so boring. And I always remind people that you know those kinds of stories the prodigal stories also come with a lot of baggage that have mm-hmm. to be dealt with over time and so if you've taken a different route you know I from those of us who've maybe been on the other side, we think good for you man who who needs a story when you have not taken some when of you're the, the detours. older
1: you've been the older son yeah but even the older son
0: had some issues the older son had issues. Well, yeah. What, what 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 issues did the older son have?
1: Oh, you didn't.
0: I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, the only reason I put you on the spot like yeah. that was because until, and, and again, how many times have we heard this story, right? Right. Of the prodigal son, right. but I had never really sat and thought about it from the perspective as much as I did this time because Andy really presented right. it and and really shined a light on the fact that. Many people who feel like, "Well, I'm not the prodigal; I'm the other. I did all the right things, you know. I've been here the whole time. I'm, and you know what? What did I get in return?
1: That's a, a prodigal of the heart.
0: Ooh, prodigal of the heart. I like you
1: that. may not physically leave, and you may do what every what you're supposed to do on the outside, but what's the condition of your
0: heart? Well, and he talked about how many mm-hmm. things that the elder son had that he kept inside of himself the resentment right. and right. the and the hate and the discontent and the different things yeah, that, that. that they dealt with, and he referenced he referenced henry nowen that's what Henry Nowen talks about right, and he said, and Henry, in his book called "Return of the Prodigal," which is based off of this painting that we're talking about by Rembrandt. Henry Nowen said, I wonder which does more damage, lust or resentment? I mean, lust is something we talk about a lot and we we condemn it and but he's saying what which one has done more damage, lust or resentment? There is so much resentment among the just and the righteous. There is so much judgment, condemnation, and prejudice among the saints, so much frozen anger among the people who are so concerned about avoiding sin. Yeah. I love the way that Annie brought out that both sons are lost and the father really goes out to both of them. Yes. Not just the prodigal, which again, I think often gets lost.
1: Right. It does.
0: For those who've done that, well, again, done that right thing and then realized that we develop this resentment, but why don't we see that resentment in ourselves in those situations? If we're that other person.
1: And I think it's because that's what the world says. Oh, okay. You know, the world says that you did everything right. So then we think we did everything right. And we have resentment for those people that haven't done everything right. You know, it's that whole, I'm better than you.
0: Ooh, Self-importance.
1: Self-importance. Just that whole idea of uh, self-righteousness, really. Yeah. Yeah. Self-righteousness. And so... Maybe that's kind of what the son, the older son had. I didn't leave you. I didn't, I did everything was right. That's mine. You're giving him the fatted calf. That's mine. That's almost, yeah. You know, that's, I didn't do everything right. So that, that resentment is definitely there. And I think we find that in ourselves also when we think we're doing everything right. But then we see somebody who we think isn't doing everything right. Yeah. Be loved.
0: Yeah, it's almost like Andy mentioned that we look at the prodigal or we look at someone in that position now and we're like, hey, hey, hey. Right. There should be some some limitations here. There should be some conditions right. on taking you back. I mean, you spent the inheritance. You were at the brothel. Hey, I, I think we need to set some parameters Those here.
1: judgmental.
0: Because that makes us feel better. Right. I suppose especially if we were. Especially, that's a good point. If we were the mm-hmm. older to say, yeah, man, how come he gets to come back? And that's basically, I guess, what he is saying when he is like, hey, I, I I toiled away. I did everything you asked. I've been here the whole time. You never, mm-hmm. you never even gave me the skinny calf to have a party with my friends. Right. And so in the end, Andy said the story isn't about a good son or a bad son, which is so often depicted. There is only one good in the story. And that's the father. And that's the father. And that seems like such a duh statement for a Christian to – Pull out of this story, and yet it can be so hard to remember that God's inclusivity, no matter which side we're on, whether we're the prodigal or whether we're the the son that stayed, Mm -hmm. how do we free ourselves of guilt? No matter which side we find ourselves, how do we take that to heart and say, it's only the father that's good.
1: Right. Well, even in the story, the father, the father's good. And even in Rembrandt, it's the father. The focus is on the father. Henry Nouwen talks about that. Annie talked about it. It really comes down to it's the focus on the father. So no matter where you are, whether you're the older son or the younger son, when you look to the father, your guilt goes away because the father has come and he has sought out his younger son he has come he has come to his younger son and said to i'm sorry to his older son and said he invites him to the party even though the party was for his younger son come yeah. come and be a part of this the father wants us no matter what we have done or have not done wherever we're at It's all about the father coming to us. And when we look at it that way, the guilt can go away because there's still that love. And when you're loved, you don't have guilt. You don't Mm. sit there and say, what did I do? What haven't I done? Why don't you love me? Because the father loves you. You are loved. And so there should be no resentment or no guilt because
0: you're loved by the father and the father seeks you. When he tells the older, listen, I've been here the whole time. Everything I have Mm -hmm. is yours. I mean, he's already given the inheritance to the prodigal. And so really, if you think about it, he's just, it's just this welcome home and it's this forgiveness. It's this unconditional forgiveness and accepting him back and celebrating that another soul is back in the father's care. He's saying, you know, don't look at this as you're being slighted. Everything I have is yours. Right, I've been here with you the whole time. And then it makes you think, oh, wow. So how many times do I go about things in my life, big or small? I don't think it really matters. No. But when I go about those things and I go, ooh, I totally made that decision, that decision. Right. And uh-huh. I didn't, uh-huh. I wasn't thinking about God. Right. You know, everything God I do is is for God. God and- and- yeah, there's what. <laughs> Yeah, you a, can twist that. That can be an easy <laughs> cop out. But, and yet I think there's a point where we have to graduate to this because the quote that I really liked from now on, he said, Receiving forgiveness requires a total willingness to let God be God and do all the healing, restoring, and renewing. And we're talking about a complete surrendering of ourselves and embracing a completely new way of living if we're the prodigal Mm -hmm. and if we're the old Mm -hmm. because, again, we both have Mm -hmm. those things that some are obvious to the outside, some are not, unless you took a little bit more introspection into it. But this is kind of rich young ruler territory. We need to surrender the things that are most deeply rooted in our lives of sin to God. Right. And whether you're a young Christian An older Christian, in between Christian, in between, not. I don't know (laughs) what kind of not a Christian. I I don't know what kind of Christian I am. Um, (laughs) You know that's that's tough to do. How do we do that?
1: Well, it's it's hard because
0: we're human. I hate that we're human sometimes. Uh, Well, it's giving up control, which none of us are good at, and none of us really. I think in the heart of hearts, unless we're really dialed into God, we're not going. Hey, let's give somebody else control of x y and z of my life when we've been raised
1: even even i think when we do feel like we've given control to god we still hold on to some of oh sure some control you know and and you hear so much well give it to god but but
0: but oh there's always a but
1: you have to do this you have to love god and then give it to him or you know there's always that but, but there's really no but you just give it to god and it's really hard for us to do. We, we live in a world, we live in a society that is all about what you can do for yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's really hard to say, how do you do that? You just have to pray. You just have to be in prayer.
0: Thank you. That was the answer I was looking for. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. No, We but- got
1: some <laughs> husband-wife ESP going we're
0: on out here. Out here. No, perfect. No, and essentially that's what I wanted to get back to was right. no matter where we are, when we look at this story, I think that we're not going to answer every question. No. But we can ask the questions in case somebody else hasn't asked them. And then l- looking back at this message, which I would encourage you to go and watch the message and listen to it online. is really good. HospitalChurch.org if you have not, because it really opens the door for a lot of questions and self-introspection. And so that is why on our FHE takeaway from this past week, asked and why I chose to whom will you extend forgiveness and free and, and extend forgiveness and be free from guilt? Oh man. And I, you know, and immediately this made me stop and think. And the reason, I, again, the reason I chose to include it was who is this person or that person in your life that you're going to extend forgiveness and be free from guilt from? I mean, maybe it's yourself. Yeah, You know, I mean, a lot of us can't get over things we've done and think we need to somehow, you know, forgive ourselves before we can move on. But stop, ponder and pray about it and ask Jesus to walk with you in this through prayer and take a look, another look at the prodigal son, the older son and remember the father and what he wants to do for you. And as we completely out of time so quickly, I don't know how it always happens each and every week, but our final thoughts are from Andy's closing where he said, Oh, may we not get stuck in enjoying the father's hands on our shoulders, welcoming us home, but may we mature to join him in welcoming every person in all of humanity in his name. Oh, may the word of complaint be raised about us. These people welcome sinners and eat with them. How cool would it be if Florida hospital church was known throughout our community as those people who welcome sinners and eat with them. That would be pretty awesome. So upcoming this week, church retreat, there will be no services at FHC. So if you show up, you will be locked out. So do not show up this week and online. It'll probably be a rerun of something from the past is what I'm guessing. It's what I've heard. And so again, uh, reserve those meal tickets. If you are coming for Saturday or Sunday and you need to eat at the cafeteria, again, email Tammy at hospitalchurch.org. That's T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you, as always, to my lovely wife, Heather, and for Tom, who's here every week, brilliantly behind the board, making us sound Tom. the best that we can. So until next Wednesday and and, and a surprise for episode 94. Thanks for listening, and let's talk again next week.